Coming to you from Raleigh, North Carolina, and across the sandy beaches of the Carolina coast, take warning, this is Kaniac Sessions. Kaniac Sessions. Providing you with in-depth coverage of your Carolina hurricanes. And now, let's get on to the session with your hosts, Griff and A.B. Hello out there, Kaniac Nation. Thanks for joining us again for Session 11 of Kaniac Sessions. I'm Griff. I'm A.B. And today we are going to kind of recap uh, this crazy, wild, western road trip that the team has been on. Uh, We're going to walk you guys through uh, the games from the past week since the last time we talked. And uh, we're going to give our thoughts on the team and what we think is going on. Uh, We're going to share what we think uh, will transpire moving forward. Should we panic? Should we not panic? Uh, We're going to cover all that and give our takes and some thoughts surrounding that. Um, Before we do that, first things first, we're brought to you by DraftKings as a member of THPN. That's the Hockey Podcast Network. We're also brought to you by SeatGeek. So sports gambling is coming into North Carolina. Like we've said every week, sign up for DraftKings. Use promo code THPN when you do so to score some bonus bets. Um, and then SeatGeek, if you purchase tickets for the first time with SeatGeek and you use promo code Kaniac Sessions, that's one word, no space between Kaniac and Sessions, you can get $20 off your first purchase. Um, so utilize that, take advantage of that. Now, moving on, uh, let's get over, let's check on AB. How you doing, buddy? I'm ready to fire off. This is not this is not the way I wanted to come <laughs> back for the next session. You got some animosity so, built up over there? Oh yeah, 100%. And I'm sure you do too. Yeah, it's uh it's you know, I don't know. I mean, there's been good things, but you know, we we we've gone what? Was it uh 1 and 3 this week? Yeah, 1 and 3. I mean, it just um you know, I don't know, but we're going to get into that. Let's recap. Let's recap what's gone on since um, last Sunday. Today is Sunday, uh, October 22nd at recording. We haven't talked to you guys since uh, I think our, our last recording. We were getting ready to play Anaheim that night. Mm-hmm. So we didn't cover that, but uh, we're going to cover it quickly. AB, let's uh, let's hear about the Anaheim game. So I said in the previous session, this is the game that the Canes can give away. Ronta played not very well. He didn't have he didn't really have a lot of help. And Canes got down three to nothing quick. And uh Teravinen score kind of into the second. And then I mean, we're just down four to one again. And then we get another uh goal from uh Natchez, and it's assisted by Bunting and D'Angelo. And then the Ducks uh, may, uh, yeah. And then the Ducks, uh, and then the Ducks, I I don't even know what's happened with me today. I I think I'm just so pissed off about what's what's happening right now. I hear you. Um, So we made it uh, four to three. And, you know, 
the Canes pulled Ronta to the bench for the extra skater, and then Anaheim added two empty net goals to make it the final score of the inevitable six to three. Now, the Orloff issue is really, really, really starting to get to me. And I'll say, and I'll say this too, you know. Burns, when he first started playing, it took him 10 games to kind of get in the feel of things, you know. And Orloff's had Orloff's had some points, you know. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just the defensive inconsistency is god-awful. Our defense is great on paper, but when you watch him play, what? I think on the penalty kill especially, we're like, what, 30th, 29th maybe? Yeah, it's uh, uh, I don't even know. You know, I've got some thoughts on it, and and we're gonna get into these thoughts later after we get done recapping these games. But, um, yeah, this Anaheim game, you know, we just you just felt like we were playing on our heels the whole game. We got down early, uh, three nothing in the first period, and you just thought, you know, here we go again, Anaheim. We for some reason, Anaheim has had our number, and we talked about it, you know, last week. It's just whatever, I, and I don't understand it because, you know, I mean, Anaheim, I think, may have a chance to be a lot better this year than they have mm -hmm. in years past. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they could be kind of a dark horse. I mean, they, they could be a dark horse team that could, you know, jump up and maybe grab a, a wild card spot. Who, who knows? But, um, yeah, we were just playing from behind, and then, you know, we got close, and you know, couldn't, couldn't make it happen with the extra skater. They hit two empty nets and that was a wrap. So, I mean, at this point I was thinking, you know, okay, trap game back to back mm -hmm. Anaheim, you know, flush it, whatever it's, you know, a one-off. And then, you know, we go to San Jose on Tuesday. Uh, we, we thought we'd see Freddie start and he did. Uh, he faced two shots and made one save on two shots. Immediately following that, he took a shot right between his eyes in the mm. front of the mask. I mean, it, it was like five minutes into the game. Uh, they pulled him. They ended up pulling him, evaluating him for a concussion. Ronta came in in relief and then made 12 saves on 14 shots. But even this game, it just, through two periods, it just it felt a lot like the Anaheim game, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, you know, San Jose got on the board first you know, right out the gate, just like three minutes into the game. Um, luckily, Jarvis responded just 50 seconds later on the power play uh, on a nice pass from Bunting and Teravainen. Even the score at 1-1. Uh, and then we get through the to, uh, halfway through the second period, Slavin connected on a shorthanded goal. Um, but then, you know, you kind of started feeling really good. Like, okay, they're starting to work this stuff out. And then, bam, 16 seconds later, San Jose ties it back at two. Um, San Jose would get the next score after that to make it 3-2 at the second intermission. But then third period was all Carolina, right? At the end of the second period, you're thinking, oh, no, you know, so what's going on? We just got we just got beat by Anaheim 6-3. Now we've got San Jose who, you know, I know there's no bad teams in NHL, AB, but mm -hmm. if there is, it's San Jose. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yep. And, you know, at the second intermission, you're just like, you know, what what's going on? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then they came out in the third period, and it was 
all Carolina, four goals in six minutes to win at 6-3. They had a Nason power play goal, a Jarvis power play goal, um, and then Natchez and Pesci added goals uh, at 5-on-5. Five five. So we got out of San Jose with a convincing 6-3 win, um, mainly due to the third period. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, through through all three periods, the first and the second were abysmal. Uh, it didn't matter if we scored in those periods, but like like you said, the third period was all uh, Canes, and they looked a lot better. I was like, okay, they figured out the Kings. You know, they got it. So I felt comfortable. I mean, we were uh, going into Seattle uh, on Thursday with a three to one record, and we'll get into this immediately we lose to the seattle kraken seven to four uh seattle got on the board and then uh jesper fast answered pretty much immediately and then seattle adds on two more and now it's three to one and then at the end of the second it was four to one seattle uh and after the second ronta was pulled and kachekov was brought in because anderson uh was hurt and he still is hurt by the time of recording this. And so we were able to kind of pick up some steam a little bit. And then we made it four to three. And we continued to try to get a tie game. And then Seattle was just going back to back a six to three. And then we got another one from uh, Jarvis. And then Seattle added the empty net goal to make it seven to four as the final. So yep. we had the San Jose game that, you know, we've critiqued the Kings and we got out of there with the win, but now you're starting to see all of the pain that transpired from the Anaheim game. You saw the same mistakes. You saw the same stuff happening and you're thinking to yourself, okay, you know, like we should have won that game. Seattle was, didn't have a win and they hadn't scored a goal. Three goals. They had three goals coming into that game. Three. And said so, and then they put seven on us. So yeah. that really goes to show you uh <laughs> what happened to our defense. So and you know, you know, I can uh, I can take losing to Seattle. Like I can take that, right? It they were a playoff team. They won a playoff series last year. They knocked Colorado out of the playoffs last year in seven games. So like I can, you know, I can swallow that pill. Like I can lose to Seattle and I can be fine with it. But mm-hmm. just the way that they lost, I mean, mm-hmm. giving up seven goals against anybody is just mm-hmm. abysmal. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. It's just the way that we lost that game. I mean, you just, you know, if we'd have made it, if we'd have played, if it would have been an overtime loss or if it had been a four three final. Um, at the end of regulation and we lost like, okay, but I mean, just defensive mistake after defensive mistake, you mm-hmm. know, goaltending was awful. I mean, mm-hmm. r- you know, who, who got the start that night? Remind uh, me. Ronta. Ronta. Ronta that's right. You know, he let in some bad goals, man. That first period, it was just, um, you know, you could say one of those, maybe that he had no chance, but there's like two of them that he should have stopped including the one in the second period. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, he got pulled. Kachetkov came in. and He tried his best. He did. But, you know, by that time, and, and we got, you know, we got within one. 
you know, mm-hmm. we had a chance to tie. Uh, we were pushing uh, goals by Jarvis and Kokanyemi in uh, beginning of the third period. Mm-hmm. So we had a chance, but then, you know, we we could not, we couldn't lock in, play defense, and keep Seattle from pushing. I mean, they were all over us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's just frustrating, you know. And we're like I said, I keep saying this, but we're going to get into our thoughts. And I may have to go on a little bit of rant uh, of a rant here, but yeah, both of us. I mean, it's just uh, seven four is tough. I mean, that's just a tough, no matter who it is. But um, so that game against Seattle lost seven four Thursday, October nineteenth, and then they get the day off. Um, we find out that. I think it was Friday. We find out that Callahan Burke was called up um, on an emergency basis to meet the team in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he plays he plays for uh, the Colorado Avalanche um, AHL affiliate, which is about an hour down the road from um, Denver. And so he met us there due to well, when they announced that, we didn't really know. We didn't know if it was just, you know, Ajo wasn't going to play again. So they wanted to make sure that we could go 12 and six as far as the forward defense mix. Um, and then we find out before puck drop that Pesci's injured and would not be playing due to an upper body injury. Mm-hmm. Um, Callahan Burke, he was, uh, he was the guy that we got in that, the trade with Caleb Jones uh, to Colorado. So he came up, played and, you know, I admittedly did not watch the game last night, had some uh, family activities going on, but um, I have seen the highlights and I've read the recaps, um, listened to a couple recaps, listened to Adam Gold's podcast, and sounds like uh, Callahan Burke was kind of unnoticeable. Did he get hurt? Did I did I hear somebody say that? I don't know. I, I, was, I was watching the game. I did a live stream, right. and I... I Noticed it maybe once or twice, and that yeah. was it. Yeah, but, you know, KK put Carolina on the board first um, on a goal from uh pass by Nason and Drury late in the first period. Colorado goes on the power play just before the end of the period and scored the goal to tie it with only six seconds remaining. Right and off that, the skate, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that right there was – could have been – you know, what kind of changed the course of that game. Um, you know, if that if we don't give that goal up right there, if that if that puck doesn't go in, it could have been a, a completely different game. Because, you know, your mindset's different coming out in the second period. Um, who knows? So they come back out in the second, and then Carolina goes on the power play, but gives up a shorthanded goal. Um after that, Burns uh, and Bunting scored back to back to make to take a three two lead. Uh, Colorado went on to finish the second with four more unanswered mm. goals. Uh, made it a five goal period for them. Brought it up to six to three lead going into the second intermission. And um, you know, I was getting updates on my phone, and I was like, "What is going? Am I getting like duplicate?" I kept asking, like thinking, like. Am I getting like duplicate notifications here, or did mm-hmm. they really score four goals just now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And just 
just awful. You cannot give up five goals a period. Can't, mm-hmm. can't shouldn't even give up five goals a game. Yeah. Um. So. Anyway, came back out in the third. Slavin was able to add one more midway through. Uh, he made it six four, and that's how the game would end. Uh, Kachetkov got the start. He had twenty two saves on twenty eight shots. Um, you can't really blame him for most of those, if not all of those. You know, there's a couple that he could, you know, he had a chance on, but you know, I don't know if there's any that you look at and say, um, you know, that was just a bad performance. I mean, he played he played excellent in the first period, and I mm-hmm. and I think you know they hit that shorthand that shorty in the second, and you know, I don't mm-hmm. know if that mess got, got to his head or what, but um, you know, again, I can I can take a Colorado loss, I guess, but. <laughs> Five goals in the second period, six goals. I mean, we're just bleeding goals at this point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I like you said, Kochekov stood on his head for the first period. He looked solid, and he looked solid the whole game. It's just, and we'll get into it, you know, uh, in a little bit. But he looked great. It's just, it's just the defense. I. Something we're going to talk about this, but something has to change. But before we get into that, let's hear from our sponsors. You're listening to Kaniac Sessions. The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game this October. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, licensee partner Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, Louisiana, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. And we're back. We're back. All right. Well, are you ready to get into this, uh, AB? Let's let's uh, let's just give some you know overall thoughts, overall feelings um, on how you thought this road trip, uh, which isn't over yet. We still have to go to Tampa Tuesday, but uh, just some thoughts that you have. What? How are you feeling, or what? What are you thinking? Complete dumpster fire. This this defense is awful right now. It it has to be the worst in the league. 
it is ridiculous that we have all of this talent and we were great on the penalty kill last year. Our power play was an issue, but our power play is great. We're what like top 10 in the league. And this is, yeah. And it's just a little sample size, but the defense is a big issue. We cannot kill a penalty. We cannot help any of our goalies out. Orloff is a minus 10. We signed that guy for $7 million. D'Angelo is, you know, he's a minus six, but he's not as bad as Orloff. It's uh, D'Angelo is doing his job with power play points. You know, he he's there for a reason. He's he's not there specifically to do, you know, a two way defensive game. I don't know, maybe. You know what? Or but or but Orloff, it's I'm running out of patience. If something doesn't change by the end of October. I, I really don't I really don't know how I'm gonna feel about him. And obviously Slavin and Burns, Shay and Pesci, they're all solid. Chatfield's even at uh a zero. So it's it's D'Angelo and it's Orlov. I mean, those are the those are the big problems right now. You know, I think that Orlov's gonna figure it out. Um I I I mean I you have to assume. You know, I know that I know that you know, he's got to have time to to integrate, learn the system or whatever. Like, I get that. Um, I just didn't expect it to be this bad. Mm-hmm. You know, but here's my thing. And I, look, I love Tony D'Angelo mm-hmm. as, a, as a player. I do. I like what he brings. Mm-hmm. But he's just, he's just not it right now. I mean. Shell of himself. It's. I mean, he's a minus six right now, and I, and I know plus minus is a bad stat. But if you if you just look at the defenders that we have, like you kind of just brought up, Slavin's a plus five, Burns is a plus two, Shea's a plus five, Pesci's a plus three, and we've given up the most goals in the NHL through six games. Mm-hmm. Okay, those four defensemen are able to maintain a plus rating. Mm-hmm. Orlov's a negative ten, and D'Angelo's a negative six, and you could say D'Angelo's not a negative ten because he's probably been a part of more power play or on the ice for more power play goals. So that's going to bump his, you know, minus up a little bit, but Mm -hmm. you know, at this point, I, I think, I think D'Angelo, I think he needs to be in the, in the press box. I think Mm -hmm. you need Chatfield on the ice. Chatfield's the better defender. And until Orlov figures it out, we have to have somebody on that pairing that, is defensively responsible. I get it. D'Angelo is a power play specialist. But, you know, and I heard Adam Gold say this today on his podcast. If the power play isn't top 10, so be it. Figure out your defense. You're scoring plenty of goals at Mm -hmm. five on five. Mm -hmm. Figure out your defense. If your power play is average, or at least what it was last year, so be it. Because, you know, we've scored as many goals as we've given up. So if we could, if our defense was just a little bit better than what it is, and our goaltending would, you know, do a little more to keep us in these games, I feel like we could be 6-0 and right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, I love Tony D'Angelo and the reason, but see, here's the, here's, but my critique of Tony D'Angelo isn't based on all of these personal feelings. 
Mm-hmm, my, mm-hmm. my critique of Tony D'Angelo is because I've watched him. Yeah. I've seen him at his peak and I've seen him at his low. And mm-hmm. I think right now he's in a low and I, I don't think we have the time to let him work it out. You mm-hmm. have to let Orlov work it out because we're paying him seven and a half million dollars. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just my opinion, but, and I don't, and I didn't mean to interrupt you there, but um, mm-hmm. that's just my thought. I just think that until Orlov figures it out, assuming he does, I think Chatfield has to be the guy. Yeah. And, and I mean, D'Angelo, I will say, I will say that I, I love D'Angelo. He, I love the way he plays, but this, the way he's playing right now is awful. His defense is awful. His offense, yeah, he's there to run the power play. But he looks like a shell of himself. I don't know if it's it probably also because he was paired with Slavin, too, which also helped a little bit. But even when he You're was with Slavin. His yeah. First time here. yeah. 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 Even with Slavin, you know, he was a lot more sound defensively. Chatfield is a lot more sound defensively than D'Angelo is. And like you said, you know, I'd like for the power play to, you know, be consistent, but it doesn't really, it doesn't matter unless it's consistent in the playoffs. And the way this team is playing, I don't even know if we're going to make the playoffs. If it, if well, it, I no, 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 <laughs> let me, let me say this. If it continues the way it's going right now, I don't see this team making the playoffs. If they keep playing the way that they're playing right now. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, just real quick to take a breath here, take a deep breath and say, it's only six games. Yeah. We're still three and three. Metro's not good. Okay. Um, you know, we're still. It's it's they've got time to figure this out. It's only six games. We've had six game losing streaks, you know, in the middle of seasons before last season. I think there was a six or seven game losing streak last season. But I think it's so, a, it's also a panic thing because we've been right. consistent for the past like five, five years. Right. And all of a sudden it feels like, OK, where is this coming from? And yeah. you start to, you know, lose a little hope. And I admit, you know, I've. I've lost hope, you know, I've lost hope on a couple of times, but then I have to remind myself, you know, it's six games. The Metro's not very good this year. And like right now, the teams that yet. I thought that were going to be good yet, keyword yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, everybody's off to a slow start. I don't I don't know uh what it is, but I just Yeah, it's you know, like I said earlier, it's not the fact that we've lost three games. It's the it's how we lost them. Correct. That's that's bothering me. You know, mm-hmm. it's three and three is fine. Okay. It is like to start the year, you know, given what we've had one home game mm-hmm. um, and then we ha- immediately had two back-to-backs in LA and Anaheim, then, you know, that's just tough flying three time zones away. You know, it is tough and, and, and they've handled it differently the past two years. They've gone on this road trip and they've won. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, like, we expected the same, you know, especially with the fact that the team's gotten better on paper. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you just go out there and you expect to win. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not going perfect. But the, 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 the reason and the main reason that I'm so bothered is the fact <laughs> that we are dead last <laughs> in the NHL in goals against. Yeah. I mean, let's see. We've had, what, three of those are empty netters. Um, 
So you'd say, you know, 27 goals that the team, the other team has earned. And that's still dead last in the <laughs> NHL. Um, and that's unacceptable, especially, especially when you have the caliber of defenders that we have on this blue line. It's absolutely unacceptable. And, um, I, and, and I hate to say this, but most of those goals are going in the net when that third pairing is on the ice. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And when the penalty when and on power plays, our power, our penalty p- kill has been, I mean, awful, just unacceptable. And what I happened? I, I don't know, but I think I heard that week. So to start the season, we were six for six on penalty kill before we gave up a power play goal. And since then, we are at, I believe it's like 59%. So that means just short of every other power play that the other team gets, they're getting a goal on since, you know, after the first six. So, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, because it's the same, it's the same players. What is different? Yeah. What's changed between last season and now? Are other teams just understanding the way we play? Mm-hmm. Could that I be mean, it? I, maybe. I mean, I also put out a poll question on my page and said, like, do you switch up the defensive pairings besides Slavin and Burns? And uh, 35.7% said please and not yet. And then 286 said no. If I'm the coach, I'm pairing Orloff with Pesci. Until until Orloff figures it out, because it's not working. And Chatfield, I would much rather have Pesci with Orloff than Chatfield. Not saying that Chatfield's not bad, but I'm just saying I'd rather have Orloff with Pesci. Now I don't know if Rod's too stubborn to, you know, make that switch. You know, I, I there's a reason why I'm not the head coach. Um. But if we just something has got to change, and I saw a tweet that from the Kenyat report, they need to do some soul searching while they're here for a day and a half. Because yeah, yeah. Th- this is bad. You know, I don't know if I necessarily agree with switching up the defensive pairings. Um, mm. I would say no, and if I were to answer that, I would say no. I just think that, um. I just think that you don't want to tinker with it too much. I mean, yeah, we've been bleeding goals. I get that. But, you know, our top two pairings have been solid. And if you take – if you split Shea and Pesci up – Shea and Pesci have been playing together for years. Um, If you split that up and then you create two pairs that are unfamiliar, do you – you know, does – you run the risk of that affecting it negatively even more, in my opinion. Mm. And uh, I think that, you know, and it it hasn't – Rod hasn't even tried to to play Chatfield with Orlov when they go 12-6. Mm-hmm. That, he hasn't even attempted that yet. He's had – you know, every time Chatfield's played, D'Angelo is also in the lineup, and they're mm-hmm. splitting minutes. Um, he hasn't even tried – to put D'Angelo in the box and let Chatfield play alongside Orlov for the entire game. Mm-hmm. I think we try that first 
before we start. And, and by all means, if that doesn't work and it's still happening, then yes, yeah, switch up your defensive pairings. But I think first, the first thing needs to be put Chatfield with Orlov for the entire game. And D'Angelo does not need to be on the ice. And let's try that. Let's see what happens. And I think you do that first. My yeah. Opinion. Yeah. I mean, I, I, can, I can agree with that. But, you know, I think every fan is starting to get really frustrated. And I'll tell you what, too. It doesn't help that Sebastian Ajo is hurt. Yeah. Because yeah. they look like a completely different team when he's not playing. And you You're can right. clearly tell but his presence is so profound that maybe maybe some of these games would have been different if he was on the ice cuz he's on the penalty kill he's on yeah, the power he's, play he's an excellent penalty killer too yeah so so, so is fetch yeah so is fetch and we also have to remember that two of our big guys are coming back I don't know the extent of Ajo's injury. I've seen reports of uh, Rod saying he's close and it's precautionary, but it just doesn't make sense how you recall somebody on an emergency basis if it's precautionary. I think, uh, and this is my opinion too, This is there's no official capacity to this at all, but, you know, given that it's so early in the season, and that we are expecting Svechnikov back maybe this week, uh, this coming week. And, you know, you don't want to run the risk of making an injury worse. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I almost wonder if Rod's like, okay, Ajo's hurt. He's down for a minimum of three games, mm -hmm. regardless. Because, I mean, you saw you saw Ajo, his, he, he took morning skate at, every morning before the each game mm -hmm. um i think uh i think the game after he got or the first game he got scratched for injury i think you actually saw him skating with the top line and in, in morning skate so i don't really think that they they planned on putting him down so that tells you right there that he you know this is more of a this is not a he cannot play it's more of a he doesn't have to play mm -hmm. so I bet you we see him back Tuesday. Okay. Okay. Well, let's talk. Let's. Well, also before I get into that, Anderson. I don't know when he's going to be back. Anderson's had you know a long list of injuries, and I know taking the puck to the head definitely will uh, rattle you, and especially yeah. for a goaltender coming back from that, it, it could get into your head. And then of course Pesci is hurt. We, we didn't know, you know, how long is Pesci going to be out? So it's one of those things, too, where you're also wondering about other key pieces. But, you know, when we have Ajo and we have Svech, and I'm so excited. I cannot wait for Svech to come back. Yeah, it's going to be a great um, But, you know, Pesci, I mean, just listing off those guys, Ajo, Anderson, Pesci, and Svech to call. Yeah. And I know. Uh, right. And, and I know. I know Freddie Anderson has – so yesterday at Colorado, he was the first goalie off the ice at morning skate. And usually that's an indication of who is going to get the start. Mm -hmm. So, you know, 
again, that's a sign that shows you that maybe Anderson was prepared or was trying to play last night at Colorado, uh-huh. but, you know, decided as the day went on, you know, hey, I don't know if I am 100%. So let's go with uh, Piotr and, you know, Ronta back up, take one more day. So I think that tells you that he's close too. But you know what I cannot stand about the NHL? What's that? Just how quiet it is surrounding injuries of the players. And I know this is part of their um, agreement, you know, part of the player agreement with the uh, the PA and, you know, the NHL and things. Like, I get it. And, and you know, it's part of that is so the op- the opposing teams aren't aware of their injuries and don't try to target those injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Like, so I get it, but you know, if you're f- for the football fans out there, when a, when a football player, an NFL player goes down, you know what the injury is, you time know, table, the timetable, yeah. they talk about their rehab when they're having surgery. I mean, you get the entire landscape, mm-hmm. you know, in hockey, it is, upper body, lower body, that's all you get. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, you can speculate based upon watching the injury take place. Um, You can speculate based on uh, language from the coach or, you know, whoever it is, the player themselves, you know, giving some information. But other than that, you don't really get an update in the season. So, Mm -hmm. like, you know, we know Ajo's hurt, upper body. We know... Pesci is hurt, upper body. We know Anderson. Well, we know what's wrong with Anderson because we saw it happen, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you nobody knows the severity of Ajo's injury. Mm-hmm. So we, we don't know when we're going to see him, and that drives me nuts mm-hmm. about the mm-hmm. NHL. So... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, let's 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 shift away from the negatives. Let's look at positives here. Jarvis has got this out of his. Long. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Jarvis got is out of his sophomore slump. It looks like he's hot. Four goals, three assists, seven points. Slavin is on his offensive mode this year. He going for that, going for he, that Norris. Yeah, he recently uh, came out in an interview and said that. He changed his blade this year. And clearly, well, maybe that's what was missing from uh, his game was that blade uh, for his stick. Kokaniemi, I'm super impressed with him. I'm very impressed with him so far. Three goals, it. four assists, seven points. Yeah, and I remember, um, you know, Adam Gold talked about he didn't, you know, think that Kokaniemi was – a second line center, um, or you know, looking at it right now. Now I, I we're still early. I'm not going to say I call yeah, anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, it's still early. But the way he's playing right now, he definitely looks like a second line center. Um, Natchez again, two goals, four assists, six points. Nason one goal and five assists, six and points. They are great. These aren't just little secondary assists. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah These yeah. are. Outst- I mean, amazing passes. It's the same with Shea. Shea's got five assists, and they're and they're right. really great passes. Um, and Nason, gosh, he, on the power play, he's outstanding. You know, he's a net front presence. Teravine is elite. 
Yeah, he, he <laughs> definitely looks like it. He's elite. Tara Vinen gets hot early. He has four goals already. Four goals. One yeah, he hasn't even scored. He didn't even score against Colorado. I know. But let me tell you who I'm really impressed with, and I'm so excited that we got him in free agency, and he has just blended so well with this team. Michael Bunting. The two goals, three assists, total of five points. He just it looks like he was made for Rod's system. I, I'm i so impressed with the way he's playing right now, and whenever he's on the ice, you notice him. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's uh, you know, it's wild. You know, like again, it's six games, but we've got one, two, three, four, five, six. We've got six players uh, at a point per game, at mm. least right now. So, um, you know, and it makes me, you know, it, it excites me to see Jarvis scoring like he is because some of these aren't just these little, you know, tap in goals. There have been, a, you know, I think one of them was a little tap in, but. Some of these are like legit rips to the net. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, just nice, you know, great goals. KK looks good too, you know, right around the net. Some of those little, you know, stuff ins that he has look good too. But, um, man, if this keeps up, you just, the defense has got to figure it out. Uh-huh. Because the I don't know. I don't, we haven't scored like this. And, and again, it's only six games, but we've, I don't remember ever scoring. This many goals through six games at any point ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are number one in the NHL through six games for in goals for at 27. <laughs> and we're second in the NHL in goals for per game at four and a half. Now that's yeah, all fine and dandy. 30. Yeah, that's all fine and dandy, except our goals against per game is five. So that <laughs> <laughs> like, but Man, if the defense was just average, you know, if we were just not last in goals against so far, you know, like say we were somewhere around 15th, we could be 6-0 and because our offense is producing. And 5-on-5 five five offense is producing. We looked good 5-on-5 five five against uh, Colorado last night. Oh, yeah. 5-on-5 five five wasn't the problem. Penalty kill. Power special play. teams, special teams. It's. I know we said we weren't going to go negative, but anyway, well, I, I mean, we have every right to be negative right now, but we just gotta, we just gotta remember that it's it's only six games, and we got a game against Tampa uh, Tuesday. Yeah, and you know, on the other side of that, I don't want to be. You know, I hate to be negative. Because yeah, we all do, we all, you know, in 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 reality, what's probably going to happen, and I feel confident saying this, we're going to be looking back around New Year's, right? So in about two months, we're going to be looking back and be like, man, we'll probably be sitting here recording one night in about two months. We're like, man, AB, remember when we thought that the wheels were falling off six games into the season? <laughs> <laughs> But we're sitting at the top of the the hill right now, looking down at everybody else. That's yeah. We could very easily be saying that. So, um, yes, we are aggravated. I'm aggravated. It's been tough to watch, not only because the way the team's playing, because the games have been starting so late. Um, 
So it's been a tough couple weeks, but we're back at home this week, Thursday and Friday night, back-to-backs against Seattle. Oh, we're home Thursday? I thought it was Friday and Saturday. Nope, it's Thursday and Friday. Great. Um, Yeah, so Seattle is Thursday night, I believe, and then Friday night is San Jose at home, and that's after we play Tampa Tuesday night uh, in Tampa. And then we finish up October at Philadelphia. Um, So, you know, we've got a chance here to turn this month around. I predicted 16 of 20 points for the month of October. That's gone. Um, I think the best we can do now is 14. So Uh, probably, yeah. Because we've got three losses. So that's uh, six points. So best we can do is 14 if we went out. Mm-hmm. and they could do it. So, you know, maybe they come home. That they're going to practice Monday morning um, before they fly to Tampa. So, who knows? Maybe we'll see Svetch skating around in a normal jersey. Maybe we won't. My predictions uh, are still still viable. Yeah, well, 16's high, a little high. I was assuming that we would get off to the same kind of start we got off to in previous seasons, but it is what it is. Um, Let's just get out of October. Let's stack up some more wins and let's just finish. I feel like if we can just finish above 500 um, for the month of October and then get this figured out, get healthy, get back home. Yeah, that is a key thing. Yeah. And then uh, let's get into a rhythm. And I think uh, I think we're going to be okay. I think we're just I mean, they deserve this criticism for sure. but. I think we're going to be okay, AB. I really do. They're going to figure it out. Yeah, I think the home game is uh, really going to help them being uh, back home for, especially uh, right now. By the time recording this, they're they're home right now. Even if it's just for a day, you know, just to relax, you know, rejuvenate, uh, re-energize, and then you've got the two games at home. Yeah, yeah, and and let's let's remember we've got some great leaders in that locker room mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. we've got guys that have been there guys that have been through down times good times stanley cup champions mm-hmm. first round exit i mean we've got plenty of experience uh jordan stall is one of the best captains leadership wise in the nhl mm-hmm. um they're gonna get right that yeah it's gonna we'll be all right we'll be all right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. anything else you have ab or are we done is that is that going to conclude tonight I think that's going to conclude tonight, but I think we also have an announcement. Oh, yeah, we do. Let's hear it. So, this week we are going to be joined by your play-by-play announcer for the Carolina Hurricanes, Mike Maniscalco. It's going to be a really fun time. Can I can't wait. What about you? Yeah, that's going to be awesome. That's going to be part of session 12. Uh, We'll record it this week and then um, include that with session 12 coming out next week. Hopefully we have some better things to talk about. Hopefully Mm -hmm. Mike can bring us all back down to um, (laughs) level headedness. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. Yeah. He's usually pretty good at doing that. He's, you know, he's, he's got a special gift. Yeah. Keep everything into perspective. So yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. That's going to be awesome. All right, that has been the end of session 11.
If you haven't already, please follow us on all social media platforms at Kaniac Sessions. Like, uh, download, subscribe, whatever it is on all podcast platforms. And you can follow me on X at AB Kaniac Session. And you can find Griff where? You can find me at M underscore Griff 10. That's M underscore Griff 10 on X. Um, you can also find uh, the podcast page at Kaniac Sessions on uh, X, Instagram, Facebook, and wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. I think I just said that, too. Did you? We'll, we'll say right, it well, twice. We'll say yeah, it twice. I, I repeated it. That way, if they were, um, I don't know, looking off into the distance and didn't hear you say it, well, then they heard me say it. Or yeah, so there's no, there's no excuse now, so... You better, you better click all of the follow buttons and the like buttons. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you in session 12. Bye. Thanks for listening to Kaniac Sessions. To stay up to date on all Kane's news or to interact with Griff and AB, please follow us on X, Instagram, or Facebook at Kaniac Sessions. Let's go Kane. Let's go Kane.